Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Welcome, my friends of senior dogs. I am so happy to have you here, and I'm really excited about this topic today, which is how an ounce of prevention in our senior dogs can actually go miles for them. Now, we're going to be talking about both prevention we can do at home for our seniors, as well as prevention at the vet clinic. And preventative medicine is quite literally one of my most favorite topics, but sometimes I see people's eyes glaze over when I talk about it. So let me explain why I get so excited about it, and hopefully you guys will feel the same way. So here's the thing about it. Preventative medicine can actually do the thing we want most in our dogs, which is help prevent them from getting sick and keep them healthier for longer. And for our senior dogs, this is especially essential to their health. Because guess what? We haven't talked about this yet, but your senior dog is more likely to develop disease than when it was younger. In fact, there's an entire additional category of ailments they're prone to. They're called age-related diseases in veterinary medicine, and as they age, their bodies develop a propensity for these changes, which really weren't a factor for them when they were younger. Here are a few things older dogs are more apt to get. Cancer heart disease, loss of hearing or sight, dental disease, joint disease that's accumulated over their lifetime, and so much more. We'll have a future episode coming up on this, but did you guys know that 50% of dogs over the age of 10 develop cancer? Even more of a reason for us to be taking preventative measures for our pets that help promote their health as much as possible. I want to be really clear. It's not so much that we can prevent all of those diseases I stated previously, because quite frankly, we can't. And some of those diseases I mentioned will be a reality that you and your senior pet may face. But by implementing some preventative strategies we're about to talk about, we have the best chance of detecting disease early, which can be invaluable in many situations for our senior dogs, and also set them up for long and healthy lives. As a doctor, Preventative medicine has allowed me to preserve health and longevity and save countless lives, and I get to do this daily with your pets in a lot of different ways. A few examples of this are my physical exams, which allow me to pick up on all sorts of things like heart murmurs or certain cancers, like skin cancer that we may not have known about otherwise, and perhaps I can remove and prevent from spreading. Screening routine blood work allows for organ screening, which can determine treatment, or sometimes it's as simple as changing a diet of an older arthritic pet that will contribute to the comfort of that pet's joints as it ages. All of these things reflect different ways that I can use preventative medicine to help our senior dogs live a happier life. And we can take preventative actions for our pet's health, not just at the vet clinic, but also at home. And we're going to discuss how in just a moment. But suffice to say, The impact that preventative medicine can have for our dogs and their quality of life and length of lives is amazing. The cool thing is that it does not really matter where the health of your senior dog falls because senior dogs vary tremendously in their health status, but each of them can still benefit tremendously from a proactive approach to their health, all done under the guidance of your veterinarian, of course. The tips that I'm about to describe to you in this podcast are simple but I believe you can have great impact on the health of your pets with simple and consistent practices with older dogs. So let's jump into a few things that every senior pet parent should be doing both at home and at the veterinary clinic to help prevent and or manage disease. 
The way that I'm going to approach this topic with you all today is by discussing preventative actions we can take for senior dogs in two categories. The first category will be things that we can do in our homes to help senior dogs. Prevention we can practice at home with our senior dogs can be so impactful for them and go miles for their health. The next category we'll discuss will be preventative action at the vet, which you know is going to be my favorite. However, both categories can have a great effect on the lives of our senior dogs, allowing us to catch disease early on and delay progression of disease. So let's first start talking about three things we can do at home for our senior dogs. And I love this category because I think it's by creating routines and daily habits with our dogs at home that we can have the most impact on them. The first thing we can do at home in the way of prevention is keep our senior dogs at an appropriate weight. Now, I find myself laughing when I talk to clients about this pretty frequently because they always get this slow kind of guilty smile on their face and say something like, we knew you were going to say little Gus Gus was fat. And you guys, it always makes me laugh, but I'm going to talk a little bit about this topic because it has some pretty big implications for our senior dogs. And just a side note, this is not shaming. This is just to encourage you guys to pay attention to it because these creatures that we love so much, they're pretty irresistible. And I mean, they work me really good at the clinic every day. (laughs) And so what I want to do is instill the willpower in you guys to overcome your senior dog's cuteness and desire for extra cookies and extra treats. So being overweight has a lot of implications for our pets, and this includes being overweight even by a few pounds, as even this can negatively impact a senior dog's life daily. Studies have shown that our pets are getting fatter every year, and as they get overconditioned, which is my nice term for overweight, other diseases are starting to increase in them, like arthritis, tracheal collapse, and more, and that's huge. I touched a little bit about how arthritis is a source of chronic pain they can't easily tell you about, nor is it easy to pick up on in our senior dogs. But obesity is also associated with over 20 different diseases in dogs. And I think it's reasonable to suggest that in both people and in dogs, keeping them trim may in fact delay the onset of disease. So now that we covered a little bit of the data, let's get back to what is actually happening at home. Like I said, it's hard to not give our dogs table scraps or not give them seconds or thirds or cookies throughout the day. And trust me, I know. I own a senior dog named Becca, for those of you that don't know, and she's part Labrador Retriever. And Becca's about 15 years old, and this girl's sole mission in life is getting food. In fact, nothing makes Becca happier than when she thinks we're about to eat or we sit down to eat or even the notion of food occurs in her head. And sometimes there's no food around, but she's still dancing and thinking of food. And I know this because she likes to dance in front of the cookie cupboard and doesn't stop dancing or walking back and forth to me until cookies have been sufficiently delivered to her. But here's the thing, Becca limps in her back legs on occasion. And on our x-rays that we've taken of her, we have found that she has very bad hip arthritis and very bad lower back arthritis. The best thing that I can do for Becca is keep her trim, no matter her love for food. Now, I express my love for her by keeping her trim and getting creative with cookie time. And I don't just try to keep her near her ideal weight. I want her to be at her ideal weight because every pound counts both in weight and in the fact that fat has been shown to have pro-inflammatory mediators that may contribute to joint disease. In addition, the extra weight means our walks aren't as long, which means that the muscle loss that she's developed in her old age will continue to occur at a fast rate. And I just don't want that for her. I want her health. And I want her health more than Becca wants her cookies. So working on keeping her at a good weight is what we do. Now, 
I have to watch this closely. As dogs age as often, what you may see is that older dogs will initially have the propensity to gain weight and then later on it switches. And so that you actually have difficulty keeping weight on them. So we really need to watch them closely with regards to that and adjust our food intake based on weight checks and body condition assessments with your vet. Your vet can help you figure out if your dog is at a good weight, but I'll give you a freebie PDF on the website so you can see what shape a dog at an ideal weight takes on. The next thing we can do at home that is preventative is incorporate daily physical activity for them. Now this looks different depending on what your senior pet's health status is. I have some geriatric dogs that have heart or lung disease to the degree that they can't really walk farther than down the driveway before they need to hop in their stroller. And that's fine. Then I have senior pets that act like they're two years old and can still walk four miles a day. And that's great too. It doesn't really matter where your dog's physical status is. It just needs to be assessed and appropriate for their current physical health. Physical activity for our senior dogs is preventative in many ways. One of the best ways that it helps prevent decline in our senior dogs is by maintaining their muscle mass. Older dogs' muscle mass starts to go once they hit a certain age, and it leads to weakness in their bodies, which are already dealing with arthritis and joint disease. This all can cycle and contribute to stress on their joints. Our dog's bodies are similar to ours in that once we hit a certain age, we start losing muscle mass too. And one of the biggest things that we can do to prevent that weakness is consistent physical activity. Now, I hear a lot of things in exam rooms, and one of the things I hear from owners the most is that my dog runs up and down the fence line every night, and so it gets plenty of exercise. But guys, this is not exercise. A few sprints every day in a backyard is not exercise. Our pets need walks. They need mental stimulation. They need to experience new things. It is my opinion that counting on your pet to exercise themselves along a fence line in the backyard is just not reliable. That can be extra stuff they do in addition to their primary exercise. But the main type of exercise we should be doing with our seniors is low impact, like walks, swims, and hikes. If you have a pet that is difficult to walk because of certain behaviors, I suggest working with a trainer so you can start working together on your walks. Training is also a great source of mental stimulation for our senior dogs. If you're starting exercise with a senior dog after a long hiatus, take it easy, just like you would with us. They too get out of shape and need to gradually build up their walks, even if they're telling you they can do more. I can go more into this, but I honestly think you're the best at assessing what your pet's exercise routine can be. But again, just be cautious about starting off too quickly for an overweight or an out of shape pet. Plan to build them up slowly. As our seniors get older, just like for us, we want to encourage exercise, but also try to change the ratio to encourage more low impact exercise rather than high impact exercise, which can quickly cause stress to arthritic joints. So this means increasing activities like walks or walks with some hills to help build muscle mass and decreasing the amount of time they spend doing high impact activities like sprints or runs. The third way we can help with preventative care for our senior dogs at home is by making our at-home lives dog-proof. And there are so many cool ways that we can do this. One big place that dogs across America battle on a daily basis for those non-carpeted homes like mine are on the wooden floors. They slip and they fumble and they try to catch themselves. And as our pets get older, their ability to handle those wooden floors diminishes because they start losing muscle mass in their legs. And so they don't have as much strength to control those legs and keep them from slipping. 
There are so many options to help prevent this that can be done even for those with refined interior decorating tastes. Placing an area rug in a room or under a kitchen table is a great idea to allow them a place to rest without slipping. They even have machine washable rugs with non-slip backs that you can put down. We have several non-slip mats that we bought from Target that can actually just be thrown into our washing machine that have lasted us for years now. And we place them in strategic spots so that Becca, our oldest girl, has a way to get to her most desired places without slipping on a wooden floor the entire time. Many of you are already doing things like placing ramps and stairs for your beds. One of my favorite clients has two giant breed dogs that have arthritis and are huge, meaning they're over 100 pounds, and they actually traded in their car and got a minivan so that Banner, a happy-go-lucky Bernice Mountain dog who has never met a person he hasn't liked, can easily get in and out of their car. This is key for Banner, who has a busy life and also has elbow dysplasia. Many of my other clients have ramps that their large older dogs can walk in and out of their car on, and I think this too is a great option for our senior dogs. My suggestion is to do this even before you see issues come up, because often disease is progressing, even if there are no obvious signs of it. All of these things I listed above are just good practices to put into place for our older dogs. So that sums up three ways we can use prevention to help our senior dogs at home, and those are keeping them at a great weight, daily physical activity, and senior-proofing your home. Let's move on to three things we can do with our vet that can be helpful. The first thing that I'm a huge advocate for with senior pets is getting them in twice a year for a wellness exam. Senior pets already have physiological changes of aging that their bodies are going through that need extra care and attention, and they are also way more likely to develop disease than their younger counterpart, and oftentimes it happens quickly. Bringing them to the vet every six months for a physical exam is one way we can screen for and address disease as they come up. Remember, dogs age a lot faster than us, and one common way to think about it is for every six months that goes by, they've aged three to four years in that period of time. That would be a really long time to not go in and see your doctor, right? It also gives me a chance to reassess diseases they have and make sure they're staying static and that no adjustments need to be made. For an older arthritic dog, a lot can happen quickly with them in six months, even with regards to just their mobility. And these checkups allow me to make adjustments to their arthritis management plans. Maybe it's time to add in some anti-inflammatories. I would hate it if an old arthritic dog waited an entire year before getting on anti-inflammatories to help it be comfortable because they didn't come in soon enough. Not to mention that I commonly find things on physical exams of pets that there's no way the owners would have picked up on. An example of this is a mass in the abdomen. I found these many times on what owners thought were just a wellness exam and the pets were acting completely normal at home otherwise. I found two this week, guys. One of them was on one of my favorite senior patients named Coco, and though these are always a shock and never a good finding for us, one of the benefits of it is it allows me to determine treatment with the owner while the pet is still feeling good, which is not always the case in situations like that. The next big thing that I want you guys to do with your senior pets is do annual blood work, urine checks, and fecals. This is just a really great non-invasive way for me to screen and see how their red blood cells, white blood cell counts are, how their organ screening is, and help pick up on common old age diseases such as chronic kidney disease or the possibility of Cushing's. 
Having a baseline and trends for me to evaluate over the years can really be helpful for me when they become ill. I can't tell you the number of times I picked up on things like silent urinary tract infections in dogs, concerning trends in white blood cells, like this week in one of my favorite basset hounds, who I think may have a certain type of doggy leukemia elevated liver values that we need to look further into. And sometimes I can correct these with things like a dental cleaning or a trial of antibiotics and a liver antioxidant. I also will sometimes do x-rays on my senior dogs every year. And this is a little bit more controversial, but it's something that I do in my own senior dogs. And the simple fact is that I'm looking for something that's changed. And as they get older, like we described, they are more prone to having things like cancer pop up. And I cannot always feel every single mass that they have inside their tummies or elsewhere in their body. So x-rays can really be helpful for that. My final recommendation for senior pets is to ask your vet if they like any supplements that would be appropriate for your pet. Notice I'm not saying go on to Amazon and buy a supplement for your pet that your vet hasn't told you to get. I'm saying ask if there's something appropriate such as a glucosamine or one of my favorite supplements for senior dogs, which is omega-3s. These supplements have to be done very carefully as even omega-3s can have poor quality. And so asking your vet which specific products they recommend and if they recommend it for your pet is really important as these will not be right for every pet. I know I only graze the topic of supplements here, but we have a future podcast in which I will go into detail on all sorts of supplements for you guys. So those are some tips that I have for some really simple ways to incorporate prevention into your senior pet's lives, both at home and at the veterinary hospital. A lot of it is about developing habits and routines for our seniors as what we do consistently with our dogs is what tends to have the most impact with our dogs long-term. I hope you guys find them helpful. Lastly, if you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to hit subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss an episode here with me. I so enjoy having each of you here joining me on the mission to help improve the lives of senior dogs everywhere. Until next time, I hope you and your senior dog have an amazing day.